Okay, we're just rattling through this this morning. So I'm now going to ask um, one of my favourite people in the world, I have to say, a mighty leader in our church who looks after our food pantry down at um, Camlin, um, and with some exciting news of a thing that she's going to be organising uh, across there. So, guys, welcome Ruth Allen. Okay, you really have to stop the crapping because I'm completely panicking at this point. <laughs> right, I'm here to talk to you about prayer. In fact, I'm here to talk to you about a whole week of prayer that I want you to take part in. We are going to be hosting a prayer space from the 30th of May until the 4th of June. And I want you all to come along. And I really, really want you all to come along because I want us to be intentional about our prayer. I want us to make time to stop and enter physically into the prayer. So we are going to have a room. And you're going to be able to come along and creatively pray. You step through the door and you become the prayer. But what it means is everybody signs up. You all sign up, you all do your hour. At the end of your hour of prayer, you hand on the baton to the next person who comes and prays. Churches have been doing this for decades. We are joining in the prayer of generations before us. And it's our turn to pick up the baton and pray. Without prayer, we're not going to see revival. We're not going to see change. Those people we're praying for that we want them to see Christ, that's prayer. Those communities we want to see changed, that's prayer. We talk about Paul Kirk revival. We can worship here till we're blue in the face, but we need to pray. So I want you all to pray. <laughs> and what haven't I covered? I think I've covered that one. <laughs> can get the next one up. Right, why not at home? Why can't you do your prayer slot at home? It's convenient, it's easy, but it's not. When you're at home, if I'm at home, my kids come and talk to me. The washing needs doing, the jobs need doing, and it's not intentional, life gets in the way. And we need to be really, really intentional and go, I'm gonna inconvenience myself and I'm gonna go and seek God. And it's a community. I want you to pray for the person coming in the room. I want you to pray for the person leaving the room. I want you to leave behind your prayers and your thoughts so that actually we walk into that room and the Holy Spirit is there. So we've got to be there. Right. What are we going to pray for? Adoration. Our Father. You know, we start our prayers with who God is because it's the most important thing. We move on to provision. We need provision because God provides our daily needs. He also provides grace and mercy so we can take everything to him. We're going to petition. Now, God's been really speaking to me on this one. There's a verse in Isaiah, give him no rest. You know, this isn't just let's pray at 9 till 10. I'll pray as we go to bed. If we really want to see God make change... We petition God. We bang on those doors. We make them shake. God doesn't want us silent. He doesn't want us to observe us. Let's declare the war cry. Let's see kingdom come. Presence. It's a two-way conversation when you pray. If you don't sit and make space for God, he can't talk back. So we are going to sit and we are going to be still. And we are going to know that he is God. And finally, praise. Because we're going to pray and God's going to do all these things. And so we are going to thank him. 
we are going to praise him. I want you songs. I want you poetry. I want our hearts pouring out thanks to God. So when you enter into the room, there will be an opportunity to explore all of these areas. You will enter into a journey of prayer and God will lead you and the Holy Spirit will meet you. So that's a prayer room. (laughs) So there's a few practical things. First of all, you need to sign up. My husband's just been running around the building putting up QRs. So you can sign up there or we'll have a link on the social media sites from tomorrow. But sign up, get yourself registered. Having done it a few times myself, an hour is never enough. Um, We are at the moment for safeguarding, restricting it from 8am to 8pm. However, if you want to come as a small group and cover all night, we can arrange that. But overnight, after 8pm, email info first so that we can sort out the arrangements for access and safeguarding. I also need some volunteers because I can't do this on my own. I need creative people to come and get involved in setting up prayer stations. I can talk you through the process, but I want some ideas, suggestions. It's your prayer space. I also need volunteers for the week to either cover morning or afternoon to be the person in the building, to set up refreshments, let people in, and just help it all run smoothly. So if you can volunteer, come and see me afterwards. But please, let's go petition God. Let's give him no rest. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's brilliant. Can I just say something like, when Ruth asks you to do something, she's one of the hardest people to say no to. So if I was you, I wouldn't even attempt it. I would just say yes and get involved with that. I just want to take just five minutes just to really kind of endorse and support, you know, both what the DTI guys are doing and what, what Ruth's just shared with us there. You know, we... Um, as we've been looking through the book of James, I think we started it off as a series and then we were doing it on and off. So we're, we're getting there. But you know, the, the, the key message from James is that um, if we say we've got faith but we don't do anything, then our faith doesn't count. Like it, it's, it's invalid because faith without works, faith without action, faith without deeds is, uh, is dead. If, if I'm allowed to, I may maybe add something to that, that I think it'd be fair to say that faith without prayer is dead. Faith without prayer is just doing things that we think we should be doing. But faith with prayer and action means we'll be doing the things that God is calling us to do and wants us to do. And this, um, this prayer room, which will be setting up from the, the, the dates that Ruth said that I can't remember... So we'll be there for between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. And it's an opportunity for there to be continual prayer um, um, in Camlin, right next to where we have our food pantry for 12 hours solid, six, six days in a row, six days in a row. Um, and, you know, James said that right at the beginning of his book when we did James 1, he says, don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. List, list, knowing the, the Bible, having knowledge of the Bible and just storing it in our heads and not doing anything it really doesn't make sense on any level, does it? It's just like, it's just stuff that we get to know or we keep for ourselves. But everything about the word of God, everything about his teaching, everything that we, we do is about giving away. And no prayer is actually an act of giving away. We give our time up, we do it intentionally, as Ruth suggested. When we volunteer for, um, to, to go and serve on a team like, like DTI, we're giving something away. All these things are, 
um, the good, it's faith and action, but without prayer at the foundation of it and without prayer um, or about it being enveloped and absorbed in prayer, then we're actually in danger of burning ourselves out and things not being, things not coming to pass that we want to. So this is why prayer is so foundational. And James says this in the last chapter of James, um, verse 13, James 5, 13, he said, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your, prayers, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. We can say that there's power in prayer, but when we actually read what's in James here, it's actually the knowledge that we have about prayer is actually hidden in plain sight. It's hidden in plain sight. This isn't rocket science. This isn't something we have to be super deep and meaningful, or we don't need a deep and meaningful discussion to understand what James is saying here. Are you suffering? Are you going through tough times? You should pray. Are you, are you happy? Well, that's a time to rejoice in prayer. Are you sick? You need to ask for healing. Be honest with confessing your sins. That's being honest with each other, being transparent, being open, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. When we pray, we are using the wisdom of God to the advantage of seeing his kingdom come. When we pray, we're using the wisdom of God to our advantage to see the kingdom of God come. And that's what we want to see, isn't it? We want to see the kingdom of God move in this town. And I believe that what we're um, embarking on here with this prayer room is, I think it's a launch pad into something that we really started a couple of years ago. We were praying in here for God to move in a mighty way in our town. And we got distracted and put back by the pandemic, you know? But thankfully, we have someone here that's got a vision and, and, a, and a bit of um, organizational skills to pull us together because I really think this is a place we need to get back to. We have to be rooted in prayer because like I say, if we don't, then we're just doing things because we think it's the right thing to do. But it's not about doing the right thing or the good thing, it's about doing the God thing. So I guess, I don't really have any more to say about that other than, guys, it's, it's time, time to pray. And I want, I want to ask the questions um, that James is asking. Aidan, do you want to just come up just now and play something for us? James has asked the question, are, are you suffering? Are you hurting? Are you broken? Are you disappointed? Are you down? Are you low? He said, well, pray. And if you're rejoicing, then rejoice. Sing. If you're going through good times, he's saying sing. But sing is like celebrate. But actually in our celebration, you know, we can pray for other people. If you're sick, he says calling the leaders of your to come and pray and anoint with all in the name of Jesus. If you're sick, are you sick? Are you ill? Are you injured? Do you want to be healed? Then James is saying pray. We 
we just need we just need to do it we just need to do it the word of God instructs us to pray so we have to ask ourselves a question are we doing that are we doing what the word of God is telling us do you ask God for help or do you try and work it out for yourself that's me that's me that's my default I think I can sort it out do you ask God for help do you ask other people to pray with you and for you that's why we do that every week at the end of our service why we invite you to get prayer because it's in the word of God it's like it's a key element of what makes us church what makes us community and what draws us together and quite often we don't do it because we feel embarrassed we might feel ashamed we might think I don't want to share my stuff I want to be guarded but you know if you don't want to give everything away you know we talk about everything like that act of stepping forward is an act of humility C.S. Lewis said that humility is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less and quite often the thing that stops us stepping forward in a setting like this to get prayer is because we're thinking about how we will look how embarrassed we might be or people will think there's something wrong with me but actually humility is not think, it's not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less and I would encourage you as we just move into a time in a minute to pray for each other that you humble yourself and just say do you know what I'm just going to I'm just going to take this moment to lay my stuff before God be a bit vulnerable in front of someone else and ask God to heal to make the difference to answer our prayers so we're going to, so we're going to do that now so why do we stand that just makes it a wee bit easier so are any of you suffering hardships are you going through stuff why do you step forward and we'll, we'll, we'll get someone to pray for you? It's that simple. Are you sick? Are you sick? Is your body injured? Is it not right? Then God can heal you. And if that's you, I want you to step forward and we're going to pray for your healing.